0: And of course, in (laughs) our therapeutic way, you know, I I keep thinking and I keep questioning, like, why is this bugging me? And you know what I I truly kind of came to was like, oh, that person reminds me of me, right? I I have been that person in the past. (laughs)
1: How are you?
0: What's going on? <laughs> I'm good. I'm I am getting close to winter break, which is really nice. I'm going to take a solid amount of time off. Um, you know, probably like about a week off of seeing clients, which is really nice, and then just taking um really honestly at least like 10 to 11 days of just like really chill, kind of just letting myself flow and be creative, which feels nice. So I'm excited for that. How are you?
1: First off, that sounds really nice. I think that to plan to not have plans is making a plan, right? As mm-hmm. you need to prioritize that rest and and space for what you were naming creativity and everything else. So
0: yeah, totally. I
1: mm, love feel that. that. Um. I'm dying though, and this is probably totally (laughs) going to shift the conversation. So sorry, (laughs) listeners, you're on this ride with us. Lindsay has no patience. Amy told me she had a story for me, and she hasn't freaking told it to me yet. And so,
0: (laughs) well, yeah, because I was like, I kind of want to save it for the podcast because I felt like maybe in my telling of this time, you know, it would it would land well, and we would kind of be able to. It would be a good jumping off point for us. So. I was driving to work last Tuesday and I, w- I didn't have client sessions until like 10 a.m. So the roads were a little bit less congested. And I was in not the fast lane. I was in like the lane to the right of the left lane. And I see in my rear view mirror, this big black truck that is behind a car that's in the left lane that's going too slow for their liking. So they start flashing their lights, flashing, flashing, flashing these bright, big lights at them. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so stressful. (laughs) And so I was like, I'm so glad I'm not in that lane. That car doesn't get over. So I'm, you know, I can see them in my rearview mirror. They move over two lanes, this big truck, and then they come over. And then eventually, before my exit, they are behind me. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Just feeling into the stress of this person that they are emitting from their vehicle, right? And, you know, like I'm exiting, I am going, y'all, 10 miles over the speed limit, you know? So it's not like I'm going slowly. And they start flashing their lights at me. And then their exit is right before mine. So my last view of this person is, you know, they are exiting and they look over at me very, like, disapprovingly, you know? And I'm like, ah. Uh. I am just like, what in the world? So of course I felt, I think my first initial response was anger and frustration. And just in the sense of like, this person was so dysregulated, right. That they were dysregulating me. And, you know, then I like really tried to take on the lens of compassion in the sense that, oh my God, this is the way that they live their lives all the time. Like that, Like the lane is never fast enough. You're never going fast enough. The person in front of them, they're always going to be cutting people off like this really activated way of operating. And I would say like, it definitely triggered me. Right. And it made me so angry and frustrated, you know, that that person, you know, could kind of have that, that type of power over people. And of course, in (laughs) our therapeutic way, you know, I, I keep thinking and I keep questioning like, why is this bugging me? And, you know, what I, I truly kind of came to was like, oh, that person reminds me of me. That person, right? I, I have been that person in the past. And I've been the person who rushes other people. I've been the person who's um, maybe always um, kind of has something going on that they're like, oh, I got to get there, got to get there, Right. And um, I have thankfully been able to shift my behavior and shift my internal energy such that I don't operate in that way anymore. I'm sure it probably comes up at some times, but or at some points in time. Um, but I just thought that was really interesting. And I thought maybe we could talk about it a little bit more. I've, you know, I kind of have <laughs> squeezed every ounce out of that interaction that was, I don't know, like a minute and a half. And um, I, I thought you might find that interesting lens and just like that. I, you know, like that experience, um, you know, because it integrates like nervous system, It integrates past self. It inter- integrates future self, integrates my relationship with self, right? All these different things that we talk about. And yeah, anyway,
1: First off, my hat is off to you because I would have break-checked them and then <laughs> made sure that I got to go just as slow as the person to my left and just stayed there so they could not pass me. Oh,
0: wouldn't that have been, yeah, that would have been great. Uh,
1: and then I eventually come to Compassion and I probably move over and I let them go. But props to you for having that initial just like, <laughs> well, I'm noticing dysregulation, I'm not liking it, and then questioning it because... Um, Admittedly, I break checked somebody the other day and my partner was <laughs> was sleeping in the car, which like was so wrong for me to do it because it was already like I was dysregulated and then he for sure woke up in a panic, thought that we were like getting in an accident. <laughs> uh <Poor> David. So <laughs> he, he puts up with so much from me. Um. So yes, props to you for being the bigger person. I cannot say I'm always that. But then, yes, I got to a place later where it was like, oh, maybe that person was like, I don't know their story. I don't. Yeah, maybe
0: like an emergency situation.
1: Right. They were going. Their wife was. Then I had a story that their wife was having a baby on the floorboard of their car, and they were trying to get to the hospital. Um. And I break checked them, and that was mean.
0: But, um. (laughs) Can you imagine if, the, like, if baby that, comes you know out what? because they got yeah. brain
1: <laughs> uh, So, long story short, I have delivered a
0: baby on the freeway. That's what we're getting. <laughs> that's, to. that's that's the story.
1: That's it. Um. So, yeah, I what hit me about your story is, um, you know, Carl Jung says the fastest way to meet your shadow is to find what irritates you and other people. Mm. what is the first thing that you're willing to pass judgment on, on somebody else? Um, What just like grinds your gears or gets you white knuckling when you're in the room with somebody and lo and behold, more often than not, it's the parts of ourself um, that we don't particularly like about ourselves or that we actively try to hide from the people around us. And so um, again, hats off to you for noticing that that is a, like a part of you that still exists somewhere, you might not mm-hmm. act yeah. on that reactive part of Amy anymore. Um, but getting instead of externalizing it and being a victim or being, you know, stuck in anger for the rest of your day, being able to realize like, oh, this is actually triggering like a deep part of me that I don't always like to admit exists.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Yeah.
1: Ooh, So what would you say it's right? We just dropped that knowledge bomb. Yeah, you're welcome. We just dropped this knowledge <laughs> bomb. <laughs> and people start to notice like, ooh, I do that. Right? Like, I judge my friend that has one too many glasses of wine. I judge the fact that my dad always makes conversations political, uh, you know, fill in the yeah, blank. Totally. How do you start to... Recognize the trigger and respond to it versus getting swept up in the yucky, crunchy emotions Mm, that come
0: up with it. mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think, you know, the first thing that came up for me is notice how it feels, you know, and so for me, right, I have been really curious about this with myself and my clients of like, what is contributing to your suffering? Right. So is it contributing to my suffering? Right. If I say, um, respond to him, I think it was a guy just to be clear. I think so. I just, you know, I said person earlier, but I think it was a man anyway, say I'm like angry for the next like five or 10 minutes. Right. And you know, for me, right. That that actually is like precious time. I'm never going to get back. Right, And so if I can notice, okay, how is this kind of making you feel right? That's a really helpful first step, I think, to build that awareness of how does it feel to judge somebody and how does it feel maybe even to be the person who's in the rush, right? So to be the person who is pushing people, to be the person who is, you know, kind of flashing their lights, right? It's like, can we look at that with empathy and compassion and say like, how does that feel, right? What is that like for you? you know, and then kind of, you know, can we look at that and can we bring in compassion in any way? Can we bring in warmth and tenderness toward ourselves, toward others, right. To help us, I think just kind of shift the nature in which we engage with the world, you know, and that's, that is so important to me to kind of start there.
1: How do you start to notice a feeling? Because I think so often, uh, you know, people say, I just feel like, and then they never explain a feeling, right? They intellectualize mm-hmm. it's like, and they go into story, right? So, if we can get rid of the story and actually get to the feeling, that's kind of what I want uh, to drive home here is how do you start to differentiate between the two, and how do you know you're sitting with a feeling,
0: mm, right? A feeling versus the story is that what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah I think like. Uh, I mean, for me, right, it comes back to being connected to my body. And so often... My
1: body often, is telling me, me, yeah.
0: My body is telling me anxiety. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> telling right. me I had too much coffee. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Danger Juice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> gives you anxiety and makes you poop. Danger Juice.
0: <laughs> uh <laughs> anyway so i feel you know okay so like we have these like six core emotions right and then we can you know kind wait, of delineate name the
1: name the six core emotions please
0: oh wait i need your help can you do it with me i can
1: i can <laughs> i can try
0: fear joy
1: i'm helping by showing her my fingers <laughs>
0: counting i need my color my wheel i need my emotions wheel uh fear joy excitement um anger anger. yeah anger is another one
1: shit guys we'll look it up yeah we'll look look it up up. i'm gonna pull it up
0: right now i was like (laughs) we can together
1: we're doing this on on the interwebs we can just Wheel, wheel
0: of emotion okay we've got anger oh of course sadness surprise joy love and fear so I was rephrasing some of them, but so we've got anger, sadness, surprise, joy, love, and fear. And then from there, you know, those kind of, we can be, we can start to name, where do we feel is in our body? What does it feel like whenever I feel surprised, right? Oh, do I actually, can I connect from that emotion to a feeling, a deeper feeling, right? Of I'm confused. I'm stunned. I'm dismayed. I'm shocked. I'm disillusioned, right? Those are all under surprise. And now for me with anger, right? I felt, you know, you know, kind of, I I felt that kind of core emotion. And then I can kind of go into a feeling from there, right? Is I felt frustrated. I felt annoyed. I felt resentful, right? And I felt, you know, all these different things, right? And when you can kind of go into a little bit more depth, for me, like I can really start with the body sensation and the feeling and and the emotion and then go into a deeper definition of the feeling. Mm -hmm.
1: How do you go deeper?
0: Well, for me, it's like, you know, it's built up of a lot of like a relationship with myself, you know, so it's something I've practiced for a long time. Right. And so the way I go deeper is to be like, okay, here we go again, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Hi, (laughs) it's me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the problem is me and you know so it really comes down to like that internal communication and I feel like that's why compassion and warmth are so important to me because it really creates an environment that is welcoming that's kind that all of my parts get to belong right even the parts that I'm you know kind of frustrated or disgusted by they all get to belong mm-hmm
1: I think something that really scares people in that too, right? Is that <clears throat> maybe I shouldn't say people, I'll say it scares me. And if it resonates with you, cool beans. Um, There's a, a fear that comes along with feeling kind of those yucky emotions, right? The ones that we actively avoid every day. Like I'm not going to do the thing that makes me feel scared. I'm not going to do the thing that makes me feel insert search less desirable emotion here, right? I'm going to avoid, I'm going to numb, I'm going to distract instead of feeling these things. And for many of us, that's because there's this unconscious fear that is, if I allow myself to feel this thing, I'm never going to unfeel it. It will Mm -hmm. always be there. It'll be omnipresent. um, And that's just not true. So similarly to you, when I get really... um, curious about what part is talking to me or what emotion is coming up. I like to kind of oscillate between, yes, your feeling is allowed to be here. You're allowed to be scared. You're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to be whatever. um, And joy can also coexist. Mm -hmm. And, And so dipping into the two and kind of allowing yourself to swing to opposite sides of the pendulum um reminds my nervous system that I don't have to get stuck in despair stuck yes in love that um and a lot of that is right what we might call or what I call what people kind of from the internal family systems IFS orientation call self capital s self
0: mm-hmm.
1: like parts of the the biggest holistic most light bright wonderful part of me holistic self whole of me that can hold all of these parts and all of the way they feel And, um, you know, kind of like, let those parts of us have a say in our decision making, but not drive the bus.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right. And by naming them, right, it allows us to really be able to, like, I, I talk about this, like we have these like little white tags and we're just walking around and we're like, okay, this is what you are. Pew. I'm going to tie this on you. You get to be that. That's okay. You're welcome, you know, in the, the antique, you know, kind of farm that we've, <laughs> internal space that we've created. Right. And then you're going to walk over to this other feeling and tie a note on it. Right. And be like, this is what you are and that's okay too. Right. But that really gives us, in a sense, like, I think a feeling of empowerment, right? And it doesn't feel like, oh, this is like a mysterious thing, artifact within my body. It's like, oh, this is this makes sense. I make sense.
1: And the way I reacted makes sense. The yeah. way that I continue to show up in my life makes sense. And that's really when we get to start changing from that more reactive state, unconscious state, to... Mm-hmm. What you were right. talking about, right? More conscious, more responsive, where it's like, yeah, knee-jerk reaction is like, get dysregulated, get angry if you're Lindsay, break check somebody. <laughs>
0: <And> <laughs> I, I'm not interested in road rage.
1: <laughs> I am not and not interested. And right when we can have that space for, hey, you're allowed to be here. What might happen if we just allowed the emotion to be
0: here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It typically
1: moves through you a lot more quickly than if you deny its presence. Exactly.
0: If we try to like push it away, you know, like I talk to clients about this all the time. I'm like, what happens if you don't feed a hungry kid? What happens if you don't feed a hungry kid? And then you try to lock them away in like a cupboard. They just get louder, right? And CPS shows up. It's a mess. It's a whole (laughs) mess. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, you guys get it.
1: Yeah, you get you get the analogy. Also, we're mandated reporters. Do not lock your child, hungry child, in a in a room or cabinet. That
0: yeah, I don't think okay. anybody's doing that on this podcast.
1: No, I don't think so either.
0: Um anyway, should, that's a story. Dark. That's what I say. <laughs> I had to make a dark, didn't you? Well yeah. punk rocker. Anyway. <laughs> it's not a phase, Mom. We knew that was coming. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the eras tour tour just totally doesn't make sense because I've been in this era. It's not a phase.
0: It's not a phase. (laughs) It's a lifestyle. Anyway, that's my story and that's what I felt. And um, yeah,
1: I like it. Thanks for
0: listening. Yeah.
1: I also think that it is, um, you know, maybe what I would like to leave listeners with is an invitation to explore this too. Um, obviously, like it might be road rage, it might be a conversation with a friend, it might be, I don't know, the douchebag at the gym that doesn't like clean up the weights, whatever it is. Um, typically our big emotions have something to tell us. So Mm -hmm. if it feels Mm -hmm. dysregulating in the moment, if it's like something that just yeah, comes and like spins you out and you're like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that today maybe just the
0: invitation to be curious yes I love that and learn about the six core emotions (laughs) you can name name them better than we do (laughs) as trained therapists
1: yeah well we have a wheel you guys we have this like colorful wheel that you get to walk through these things with your clients so yeah Yeah, just google
0: the wheel of emotion and you'll be able to see what we're talking about stuck in a glass case of emotions it's not that but it's close Um, (laughs) exactly
1: so yeah we're allowed to be human we're allowed to forget things and good news is that as therapists we have our resources in our office or in our room uh when we need it so thank god we don't have to recall all this all the time
0: Exactly. Oh goodness.
1: Uh, all right, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go get a snack.
0: Love it. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.